The purpose of the How to Brand My Church podcast is to educate and equip church leaders and church creative on what a good brand looks like so that you can produce the best brand possible and reach the most people that you can possibly reach. Over the course of a podcast, we're going to take a look at what good brand looks like both in the church world and outside the church world. The idea is to inspire you and give you uh, information so that you can make your brand as effective as it can be in your community. Today, we're going to take a look at a logo. I think on a certain level, every church leader has an understanding that you need a good logo, but it's hard to know what that is. What is it when you see it is that makes it a good logo for your church? Today, we're going to unpack the process so that you have an understanding of what the logo process looks like and a good understanding of what the end result should look like for your church. So the topic today is how to create a good logo. As a church leader or a church creative, if you know this process, you'll know what to look for so that you can identify the right logo for your church. There's three things that you need to keep in mind when you're designing a logo. Three things that will help you get the right logo for your church. The first thing is that your logo should communicate your vision clearly. It's a visual representation of the vision that God has given you. That's the purpose of a logo. It should be unique to your church, not, not the same as any, anybody else's logo that's out there. It should be unique to the vision that God has given you, unique to your community, unique to your target audience. The second thing is that it should define your target audience. Your logo is going to be unique because it's unique to your audience or your audiences uh, once, once you've taken the time to identify what that is. So there's going to be a certain look. It might be young and trendy if you're trying to reach young people. It might be more sophisticated and uh, um, have more religious religious components to it if your audience is uh, older and it's going to appeal to that group. So uh, there's a lot of different ways to, to dissect the target audience. And the, the result of that is that your logo is going to be very, very unique to the people you're trying to reach. It's also going to represent yourself, your church, the way you do ministry, but that's secondary um, to your audience that you're trying to reach. The third thing that your logo should do is create consistency. It should be something that's like a rubber stamp that you put on everything. So it should be able to be flexible. Your logo should be uh, displayed well on postcards, on billboards, on vehicles, anything that you can think of. Your logo should be on just about everything that you produce. So it has to have the ability to be like a rubber stamp that you could put on just about anything. That means it's simple, it's clean, it's not complicated, it doesn't have gradients or pictures in it. It's easy to replicate and reproduce. You can put it onto a t-shirt and it looks great. Uh, and you can put it into a uh, on, on a website with all sorts of different uh, options and colors and different things, and it still looks great either way. So keep it keep that in mind. Uh, your logo should have those three things. It communicates your vision. Um, it's a representation of what that vision is. It defines your target audience, and it is uh, very consistent. It has a, a rubber stamp feel to it. So uh, in order to get the logo right, I highly recommend having a designer... Um, work with leadership directly. So whatever designer is doing your logo, whoever's doing that, they need to have access to your leadership directly, whether that's a board, the lead pastor, the combination of all of that. Um, the designer needs to be able to have access to ask the right questions 
and get the right information so that they can design something that's unique, that's going to represent the vision well. And sometimes multiple people, um, it, it's helpful to have their input so that you can get uh, all different types of angles. So I've been designing logos for quite some time, and I, I usually like to spend a lot of time up front doing interviews and really finding out what the uh, the vision of the church is, especially moving forward, um, so that we can create something that, that's going to represent that well. I write down a lot of key words, key thoughts, key ideas, and then I, I flush that out in my sketches, and over a period of time, I'm able to kind of whittle away the noise and come up with something that's clean, streamlined, and that represents the church very well with all the different graphing components uh, speaking towards the vision. So it's a process, and uh, leadership needs to be a part of that process. If, um, if you're trying to filter through different people, it's just not going to work. You're going to spin your wheels quite a bit unless the designer has direct access to, to that leadership component. Church on the Move is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and recently, fairly recently, they, they rebranded themselves. This, this is a church that's a very large church, has been a very large church for a long time, over 10,000 people going strong, doing amazing things. They decided, though, that they wanted to shift their focus and how they do ministry, and as a result of that, they created a new, a new logo to help them step into this new vision. Uh, the logo used to be kind of three little characters that, that popped out. And the new logo is a circle with kind of a fast forward thing, um, two arrows going to the right. So the, the idea of this change happened because they shifted their vision. They wanted to um, really be laser focused on building communities and helping individuals uh, connect with each other and with that move forward. Um, this church has always been innovative. It's always been a church that that's out in front and setting the example so that other churches can follow. And they kept that aspect of a, of a clean logo. In fact, the new logo leans even more into that. It has this kind of play or fast-forward look to it, uh, this media-savvy media look to it that helps them even step further into this, this vision that, that they have moving forward. So it's a good example of a successful church, uh, uh, a big one that's doing well, but how they felt the need to make a shift and represent themselves better with a, a new designed, newly designed logo that's going to take them forward into the future for quite a while. One of the main focuses of the podcast today is to help you understand the logo process. The logo is such an important part. It's the cornerstone of your brand. So if you have any intention of growing in the future or even in the near future, you need to have a logo that's going to serve you well. And it takes a, it takes a lot of commitment um, on both sides, on the, the side of the church and on the side of the designer to, to get this logo right. And uh, the church, uh, as a church leader, you have to be able to commit to the process. And I want to teach you what the process is. I, I'm a designer. I've been working with churches for quite some time, designing logos that represent them well. And um, it's really helpful when they give me the, the time that I need to work through the process so I can wrestle, not only me, but themselves as well, can wrestle through this process and really, really identify what these core values and core thoughts are um, that'll help produce the logo that, that, that's just right, just right for their brand and can take them forward. There's a series of questions that I like to ask the church leadership, and these questions are, are very deep 
questions that um, really require a lot of thinking on their their part. One of them is, um, who are you called to reach? And a lot of times churches will say, well, everyone, we're, we're going to reach everyone. But um, I push back all the time and say that, that that's a, a good thought. But you really have to define who are you equipped to reach? What are the demographics? What are the... Um, the types of people that you can connect with, that that you're not going to be able to connect with uh, everyone, but there's a certain group of people that you can really connect with. And if you think really hard, uh, you can begin to identify what that is. So you have to have a focus. And, and um, I really, uh, in the process of designing a logo, uh, want to help the church define a focus that they can uh, let me know about so that we can design something that represents that well. One other big question that I ask church leaders when I design a logo is, do you want to tell them who you are or do you want to reach them where they are? So your brand can do either one of those two things, and it could be all the way on one side of that question or all the way on the other side of the question or anywhere in between. But you've got to decide what your approach is going to be. Do you want to be very traditional and maybe you have some religious things involved in your logo? Because you're, you're just going to say, hey, this is who we are. Come, come and see. Um, or uh, you could take the other approach where you're saying, hey, we're going to reach you where you are. Uh, wherever you are in the community or in life or anything like that, we're going to reach out to you first. And then, and then hopefully you come and uh, you're part of what uh, we're doing. So there's uh, some big and intriguing questions that a good designer is going to take you through. There's probably, uh, if I were to say um, there's probably 18 or so questions that I that I always try to go through with church leaders and we take a lot of time sometimes it it's uh, more than you know just a one-hour session it'll take several days to go through these questions and wrestle, wrestle through it the end result though is going to be an amazing um, brand that that's just a it's it's a wow it's amazing sometimes I'll get a I'll get a uh, response that's just, it, it knocks my, uh, my socks off because um, when I present the final logo, people are just so excited. They're like, yes, that's it. That's us. That's who we are. That's what we're meant to be. And it's a wonderful feeling for me as, as a designer. And it, it only happens because I take the time up front to really wrestle through this and help the church leadership wrestle through these big questions. And, and let's get it right so that the logo and the brand is very effective as we move forward. So the logo process really starts by understanding that there's three different types of logos. There's the iconic uh, or symbolic logo, which uh, if, if you can picture the Apple logo, it's um, Apple computers. Basically, their logo is an apple with a bite taken out of it. I think just about everybody can recognize that logo at this point. So that's a symbolic logo. It's just a, a symbol that represents. Um, Nike has kind of moved into this where they have a swoosh. And if anytime you see a swoosh, you know it's Nike. It doesn't have to say Nike next to it. You just know swoosh is Nike. So that's one type of logo, uh, iconic or symbolic. The other kind of logo is a what's called a logo type or a watermark. Um, if you think of a, of a Starbucks, they've got a um, kind of a circle logo with a, a mermaid in the middle of it. That's a really good example of a, a, a watermark type of a design. And then they, they'll put Starbucks next to it, um, sometimes on the building, but a lot of times even on the cups, especially on the cups, you'll just see that, that little icon that, um, that's up on, on, the, on the cup. Uh, I forgot what it's called, that little thing that they put around the outside of the cup. And that's their logo. Um, so that's, a, that's kind of a watermark approach. And then the, the third 
kind of logo is a combination mark. So this is where uh, you take a word and a symbol and you put them together. So if you think of Target stores, um, it's probably easier for you to picture the bullseye, the red bullseye with the word Target next to it. And you can probably even picture the font that Target's in. It's kind of a simple font. But that's a combination mark. And you'll most of the time, you're going to see that Target together, uh, that bullseye together with the word Target. It's a combination mark. That's probably the most common type of logo where you've got both things to work with. Uh, it gives you some flexibility. Combination marks um, can be separated uh, where the mark can stand alone by itself on something. And then you can still have the version where the mark and the word is together. There is another type of logo that's a typographical logo. This is a logo that's made up primarily of a font. Um, a good example of this might be Coca-Cola. Uh, their logo is basically just that font, that, that very recognizable Coca-Cola font. Another good example is the FedEx logo. It's a font-based, but it's got this hidden arrow that's inside of it that points forward. Uh, really creative treatment that they've used, uh, just kind of manipulating a font a little bit. Most churches that I work with, um, we end up doing a combination mark. Um, on our website, PersaCreative.com, you can look through a lot of the branding um, for, that we've done for different churches, a lot of churches on there that we've done um, uh, logos for. And depending on the vision of the church um, and the target audience we're trying to reach, that's what determines what type of logo we develop. And uh, the combination mark, like I said, it, it's, it's just so wonderful to have both options of a kind of a word mark together or just a mark by itself that you can put onto a T-shirt or um, maybe onto a wall or uh, on a screen. And you can just have something that's simple, but then you also have the, the complete package that you can put out there into the community. And that's another tip. If you're going to put something out beyond the, bo the, the walls of the church, um, you should probably use the logo together where the mark and the word is together um, all the time so people can see it because outside the walls people don't understand. When you're inside the wall you can use the mark by itself and people will understand because you're in the building. You, you're at that church so it doesn't matter nearly as much as when you send something out uh, outside. Uh, the other part of uh, uh, understanding, understanding the uh, logo creation process is uh, you've got to be careful about color. So color is a big, big idea um, with logos. Color represents a lot of things. There's a lot of feeling that comes with color. Um, we worked with a church where orange was a big color for them. Uh, vibrant, energetic. Uh, orange is a, a creative color. It's a movement color. It's got a, a lot of um, energy to it. So we used um, orange as a big part of their branding. And then with color, too, if, um, if your logo is a certain color, certain colors, then there's going to be some other color palettes that you want to put with it. So a good designer is going to provide you with a brand guide. It provides the logo, the final logo, but then it also provides additional colors that go with the brand so that you're not stuck using one or two or three colors that are in the logo. You can have upwards of seven or so colors that can work well for your brand and can take you forward on uh, all different kinds of media platforms, uh, web or video or uh, print pieces, any of that stuff. You'll, you have lots of options to work with with the color. Um, part of that brand is going to be typography as well. It's going to identify what kind of fonts that go with your brand. So that's the other part that I want you to understand in the logo process is font choice. 
Um, the logo itself should be made up of a font that's not too trendy. It should be a very uh, simplistic type of a font that's very readable and that looks professional, that's not too trendy. Because the last thing you want is that in the next three to five years, your logo to be outdated and for people to be like, I don't want to go there. That church doesn't even look like it's relevant. Um, so choose something that's got a very simplistic font choice to it. Um, there's some great uh, fonts that you can find that are just timeless fonts. Helvetica is a timeless font um, that I don't know if you'd want to use that for your church logo, but it can be because it's never going to go out of style. Gotham's a great one. Trade Gothic. There's a bunch of them and a good designer is going to know um, what type of fonts to use so that your brand is going to be relevant for a very long period of time. That branding guide is also going to provide complementary fonts to your logo. So your logo is going to be made up of a font or maybe two fonts. Not too many, not more than two. should be just one or two fonts. And then there's going to be complementary fonts that go with it. So when you produce media, you're going to have like a headline font that can go with it along with a body text font and a web font that'll go with it. So a web font is going to be web safe to display well on, on a website. And um, you're going to have other fonts that are defined for print materials. And uh, these fonts should not, these complementary fonts, should not be the same font as your logo. So basically, your logo font should be protected. Whatever, whatever font your logo is made up of should not be used in a document with your logo. It, it kind of decreases the effectiveness of your logo if you're using the same font in the body text around the logo. You want to use complementary fonts that aren't the same thing, but this helps that logo font look even better. So again, a good designer is going to help you understand what that is, and they're going to be able to make sure that your logo has complementary uh, fonts and colors that make it work and work well for the long run. So the purpose of this podcast is to educate you on what a good logo looks like and what the process is for creating a good logo. Hopefully you understand that it is a process. It takes time and it should take time. It should be something that is wrestled with, is back and forth, and you should use a, a good designer to produce your logo. Um, it really sets you up for success in the future. I have been working with churches for quite some time to design logos. Feel free to go to PersadCreative.com, take a look at the logos that we've produced uh, to get inspiration, to uh, just get an idea of what this looks like, what the process might look like, what the end results might look like. And always feel free to, to, to reach out to, uh, to our team. Give us a call if you need us to work through a logo with you and help you through that process. There is a church branding ebook that is coming in the early spring of 2016. If you would like to subscribe to our podcast, You'll get updates on news when we're going to be producing new resources that you can get. Some of them are free. Some of them are um, going to just going to be helpful to you, like a book that you can purchase. We'll also let you know when the new podcasts are out so that you can join us. Um, I just want to let you know as well that these podcasts are actually part of a blog at howtobrandmychurch.com. On the blog, we'll provide show notes that has links and resources it takes this conversation further so that you have more um, resources to go with it. So it's howtobrandmychurch.com. So be sure to check that out from time to time. Um, those posts will be really helpful along with the podcasts that we produce. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time.